you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Hey guys, Mark Sessler here, and before we get to today's show, the NFL season, it's not over yet. If your season-long fantasy football league just isn't cutting it, get your mojo back at FanDuel.com and pick up a new team Every week, Joe Watson from New York. I know that guy. He played fantasy no, football on FanDuel, Dan, for less than two weeks. Listen to this last season. Won over $30,000. Mm. Join him in the hundreds of other thousands of others who have already won money. Dan, I know you and I had a fantasy football team. That thing was in the darkness by week five. Kate Mara failed this season. No money for us. We, we could have like used money. it. FanDuel.com. No season-long commitment. No upfront fees. Play each week or whenever you want. Set a new lineup each week and win every week if you're good enough. Probably Dan's issue. FanDuel is paying out more than $170 million this season, but you have to play to win to sign up. So sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use my code AROUND and sign up now. It gets better. New user specials are ending soon. FanDuel match your first deposit dollar up to 200 bucks. That's right, up to $200 free. Offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code AROUND. Don't forget again, AROUND, FanDuel.com, where every week is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today. The Around the NFL podcast is tied for first place in the NFC South. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. What is happening? Thursday show, Thursday preview show. Mark with a big old grin on his face. How you doing, buddy? I hear bizarre computer sounds in the background. Unprofessional. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Professional is not – we don't always do professional well as your wife went after us for our fashion and mm. sometimes things things get a w- little blue in here. Sometimes we're not quite up to code with some other talent. We're trying our best, though. We do what we do. I, I feel like Dan is embrace, embracing being a talent, though. Like I forgot to bring up his – your precious research packet oh, today, my research which packet. he can't be bothered to actually ask for on Love his own. It. They could just give him one. Beautiful thing. And he had a Chris Berman like uh, emotional <laughs> meltdown, and I had to run back downstairs. First to get of all, point. everything you just said was incorrect. <laughs> right down to you I'm having, having to run back down. You got to play it up for the pod, you know. By the way, Dan, bad idea to be ordering your boss around. Well, that's why it's all fiction because I'm smarter than that. And well, ask me if I have a god complex. It, Let me tell you something. I am God. It's funny you say that, too. Because Did I not scurry downstairs to go get it for you? You got it. Accurate. And, no, I feel warm now because I didn't feel right without it. But when we were, I was doing an NFL Now hit, I don't know if people know, but we do these NFL Now news hits every day. We, we take turns going over there in addition to the exclusive content we have in here in Studio 66. A lot of stuff in NFL Now from around the NFL. But, anyway, I was there, and I was asking when they were putting the mic on me and everything and the earpiece. I said, do, does other, do other talent – 
do this themselves, or am I being like a jerk by having you put it on put it on me? He's like most people uh, have it put on them, but they you know, but some people do it themselves. And I said, like, you don't have to worry about being a prima donna. And I was like, well, I'm like 18 months away from being a prima donna. Don't worry. <laughs> Maybe sooner than that. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's sooner. The signals we're gathering. I think it's fast sooner. track that. All right, estimate. 15 to 18 months. All right, so this is the big Thursday show. TD behind the glass. Welcome back, buddy. You uh, you ducked out, took a took a little bit of a sick day to go to visit the doctor. Are you okay? Thursday? All I know is you mess with me, you got problems. That's all I know. <laughs> oh, a little JJ Watt. That's that's great. That's all it is. I mean, we had uh, Zach Dressler here doing a, his best EJ Manuel impression from the last show, and I'm terrible. You know, bringing TD, the JJ Watt I know this intensity. Goes, this goes totally against HR standards. But what was wrong with you? What what's your illness? Well, we could talk about that. Wow, personal. I want information. Get it personal. I mean, uh, yeah. by the way, Z Drizzle did a great job. He did a great job. As always. Uh, and and you, I'm glad you're still with us. That that JJ <laughs> Watt. Here drop that was from inside the nfl and that was during a stretching before that texans titans wipeout on sunday that is an instant iconic sound bit what is it? we have the singletary one it's similar it's in that club i like this kind of party. i think it's already in that group <laughs> and and i tweeted and this is how i knew it was a good tweet because the old gregster over here the boss retweeted me the boss yeah so you trust my taste i, I like do that. i do when when he's inducted into canton in about you know 16 or 17 years or whatever they will play that clip, guaranteed. The snow caps part? I don't know about the snow caps part. That, to me, didn't carry as much fire as, the, as this does. All I know is, you mess with me, you got problems. That's, That's all I know. That's so good. I like this kind of party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, good job there. Welcome back, TD. And, Mark, if you have any other personal questions, you want to get them out right now? Well, I'm, apparently that's not for open for business, those questions. <laughs> Got a lot of questions about TD. <laughs> this is our big preview show. We're going to get to all the Sunday games and, of course, the Monday night game. But before that, you know, you we talked about the A team, we the B team, the C team. For the first time this season, uh, a Rosenthal hands us joint. It's called the X team because it's the X factor. We're going to throw it to throw us. Throw up the X. Throw up the X and do the – the Rockefeller sign, because we handled the Thursday night game Cowboys-Bears. So I guess I throw it to myself. All right, so there it is. The Dallas Cowboys back in the win column on Thursday night. Woo! They beat the Chicago Bears. Greg excited. <laughs> 41-28 win, a game in which the recipe to avoid a December collapse, apparently, for Jason Garrett was give – DeMarco Murray the ball again and again and again and again. He sets a career high in both carries and receptions in the game, and he got the job done. He basically uh, did the work, the heavy lifting, and a big win for the Cowboys. Murray is so valuable to this team in so many ways, but part of it is because he makes life so much easier on the defense. I mean, he had 24 touches in the first half. That was more than the entire amount of plays that the Bears have. So you keep this pretty mediocre Cowboys defense off the field. You keep Tony Romo mostly dinking and dunking on a night, Dan, where you kind of noticed he didn't look like he was looking to go down the field. Yeah, he looked a little stiff, especially in the first half. I don't know if it was the weather or what. And But he ends up with five incompletions and three touchdowns, and you can't fault their offensive performance at all. And you, you wonder if, like, if DeMarco Murray's agent is watching this, like, is he happy that his guy is going over – 230 yards from scrimmage, or is he kind of worried that this guy's going to break down by the end of this year? All I could think as I was watching it, and you said it, he had 24 touches in the first half. I tweeted at the time that he was on pace for 50 in the game. (laughs) Um, All I was thinking was there's no way the Cowboys have any intention on giving this guy a big contract. (laughs) They're going to use every ounce of this guy's ability up this season, get all the juice out of the tank, and then go Mm. grab Adrian Peterson in the offseason. Uh, so, yes, I don't know if they'd be using him in the right way, and they continue to, as my mother would say, spit in the sky about uh, using him so much with his injury-prone history. It would be a Jerry Jones thing, actually, to give him that huge money and then just watch him get hurt. Well, right that's here. true, too. But, yeah, I mean, th- it's, a, it's a, a dangerous dance they're doing right now, but it's working, and they're 9-4. and four. They're not going to go 8-8, eight and eight, and that is the first time that they will not go 8-8 eight and eight and four seasons or three seasons, uh, that's a major accomplishment. And it sets up, if the Eagles 
can't take care of business at home against the Seahawks. It sets up a huge Week 15 matchup with NFC East on the line or the lead on the line. So the Cowboys took care of business. Bad Bears team. The Bears stink. They're awful. You said it. You can't believe they have five wins this season. I can't. I, I, I agree 100%. Their defense is so bad. And then the offense, you know, they lost Brandon Marshall to a what looked like a serious rib injury. He ends up going to the hospital. He tweets later that he's okay. So we, we don't know what his long-term issue is. But you look at Jay Cutler in the offense, and you're not quite sure why it's not doing well. You can't really point to Cutler's night and say, oh, he played really poorly. He, you know, he didn't play that poorly. But suddenly it's 35-7 to late in the third quarter, and that's kind of been what's happened in every Bears game. Yeah, and they did that move when they actually almost made a game of it late. Epic fantasy garbage yeah, time. Yeah, a lot of garbage points. But they almost made a game of it because they got two quick touchdowns. And then when they closed it within 10 – and there were about six minutes to play, and you thought, oh, they could kick it off, get a stop here, maybe get the ball back, get it to one score. But instead, uh, Tressman calls for another onside kick, which I thought was silly, but also showed that this was almost like that move when you're playing video games against someone that's much better than you, and you know they're going to score on you and Madden. <laughs> so you just your only chance, basically, is to go for it on every fourth down and always onside kick it, and it didn't work out. They, the Cowboys recovered the second or the third onside kick, and the game was essentially over. Right. I mean, I agreed with you that they should have just kicked it off, but you have to get a stop. And the Cowboys scored on seven straight possessions before they kneeled down at the end of the game. So they didn't have they didn't have a stop since the middle of the first quarter. You can't really blame Tressman and, for what he did. And yet the Cowboys are still yelling on, at each other on the sidelines constantly. Weird. What is going on? Why Orlando is Des Bryant always angry? Des is furious. I don't know if it's because he didn't score a touchdown for the second straight game or what, but he's furious. Orlando Skandrick, they, he could have he been committed. If there was a, a psychologist or some type of uh, someone in the mental health field on this field, they would have locked him up. Uh, DeMarco Murray yelling at people. This is a very emotional what Cowboys What the team. hell's going on Well, out this, here? this was like their Super Bowl. They climbed the mountain, nine wins. That's what they've been uh, aiming for. I do want to give Garrett credit before we get out of here quickly. Goes for it on fourth and one, two times in the red zone on Dallas's first touchdown drive. That was nice. Show a little gumption here. Mm. And then I also think this has been – the most predictable team in the in the league. They always take care of the bad teams. Washington is the one exception here that they usually win somewhat convincingly against the bad teams. So they're kind of a team that's taking care of business. They've lost to the good teams. They beat the bad teams. And, you know, let's give Garrett a little credit. And you you were giving me problems for picking the Cowboys too much this season. Listen, the Cowboys are doing quite well. Fine, but they're season. not going to be good teams. So they go to Philly. They lose that. They play the Colts. They lose that, and that sets up a nail-biter trip to Washington to finish the season. All right, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. In fact, I think the Cowboys will win next week. That's a discussion for another podcast. All right, that's it for the Thursday night discussion. Let's send it back to the group. All right, so that is it. That's Thursday night. Extreme takes by you guys. Hot takes. (laughs) X. X takes. Uh, We are now going to get to the Sunday games, and – uh, this is now no more buys. Uh, last week there weren't any buys either, were there? There were not, but there were three Thursday games, yeah, so that kind of lightened the Sunday load. A big, big, big Sunday uh, grouping of games. A so melange. We got a lot of games to get to. So, you know, I know sometimes we get a little off track. We have to do our best to get through these games without giving people a 17-hour podcast. I think we could do it, though. I have faith in Stop us. Stop being so windy, Wes. You know, just on and on. You I got asthma. Leave me alone. <laughs> you should have Dr. Sester check that out, Wes. That'll be fine. <laughs> That'll be fine from you. <laughs> All right, let's get into Sunday, and we'll start with the New England Patriots, who are coming off that tough loss at Lambeau. It played pretty well, but not good enough to win. Now they head to San Diego to face the team of around the NFL, the San Diego mm. Chargers, coming off that great comeback win over the Ravens. Uh, this is a very good matchup, and – I'm not afraid to say it, and I'm a little bit ashamed. Do we have our Ameritrade, uh, what do we call it, Challenge, confident challenges? TD Ameritrade confident call. Thank you very much. Confident call. <laughs> I had my confident call in the Patriots. But mm. now I'm like thinking I think the Chargers might win this game. I, I got, a, got a bit of a with it. The Chargers are going to show up and play very well in their building. Am I crazy? I think you're overthinking it. I mean, New England went into Green Bay and very nearly – won that game or at least forced Aaron Rodgers in what would have been a two-minute drill to win it for Green Bay. They played – they have been on absolute fire. And the Chargers, I think their offense looked very good against Baltimore. Their secondary can be carved up, though. I, 
Rob Gronkowski's going to do fine. New England has this thing. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if the Chargers are right in this game. Anytime you have a quarterback as good as Philip Rivers, I have him as a top five quarterback this year. Going against a team that really cannot rush the passer that well one on one. I know the Chargers' offensive line has struggled, but I do think that's a problem for the Patriots. Belichick's been good at being creative. But Rivers is excellent in kind of recognizing what the defense is doing. It wouldn't surprise me if they put up 30 points on the Patriots. Patriots are 32-4 and over the last five years in the second half of the season. (laughs) Rivers isn't much worse, though. Rivers' record in December is almost as good as Brady's. Not against Tom Brady, it isn't. I think the Patriots are out of the Chargers League right now. Hmm. I think the Patriots play against teams like the Packers and Broncos, and the Chargers play against teams like the Ravens. Can the Chargers afford to lose this game, or is this basically no? Their schedule is brutal. Playoffs or bust scenario right now. Uh, all of these teams with five losses, I think they can lose one more. The Chargers have a have a tough one week after week, so you'd love to take care of your home ones. But no, they're going to have to go. They're going to have to beat Kansas City. They're going to have to beat Denver probably later in the year. It's a very tough road here what's, for the team of ATL. What's New England's weakness? I was about team? to ask the same question. I mean, you sound like you're convinced, and you always start spinning because this a little we bit. Because we on. know the Chargers have weaknesses, and we know Bill Belichick can exploit weaknesses. The It's not a great pass rush right now. If they get Chandler Jones back for this game, that would be fantastic. It doesn't matter if you have a great pass rush when you face the Chargers. Don't, you know, you ask for a weakness if you wanted to make one. They're not really hitting on vertical throws this year at all. I mean, they don't have that's anyone fair. that's going to beat you deep, and Tom Brady hasn't hit on those. If, if you're looking for weaknesses, I mean, they're, it's not a, they're not huge weaknesses. I it know, will take a running a, back that we've never heard of, someone who literally has never played 180 <laughs> yards. I have a prediction who it will be. Troy Brown. <laughs> By the way, Bingo. TD, if the Chargers do win this game, let's lock it in and make a note of it to play the entire San Diego Superchargers song. Ooh. We'll have to earn it. We're not going to play it just to be willy-nilly. But if they take down the Pats, Deserve. Yum, everyone will be back, and including Wes. Wes, the Chargers show up in a big way and spank the Pats. You're on, right? No, you're- I don't take ex-girlfriends back. You, oh, oh you're so lame. First of all, that's, come not, on. that's not even true, I don't, yeah. I don't believe. Your history says otherwise. You know, Are maybe you sure? just like a night or no. a couple nights here or there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know it. I know what the, you're talking the Chargers, about. <laughs> the Chargers here, would they get you excited at least when, when you turned on that game Rewind last week and you watched that Ravens game? I mean, you had to be the impressed. The Ravens got me excited. You had oh, to be boy. impressed with the heart that the that the Chargers on offense especially showed. A lot of firepower there. Yeah, Phillip Rivers had a good game. He pulled the team out of the funk. Keenan Allen is We've nice. We've learned a lot Antonio more about Antonio Gates West is going to the Hall of Fame. Then we have the Patriots in this segment. Mm. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I can't wait till Sunday. Let's move on. This, is, uh, this next game might be the game of the week, actually. The Seattle Seahawks, who are – they seem to be potentially rounding into 2013 form right now. This will be a big test to see if they're all the way back. They're heading to Philly to face the Genius and the Eagles. The Eagles, of course, spanked the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. That was an impressive win as well. I mean, there was, both teams played on Thanksgiving, and both played very well in a really nice win. So now they face off. Uh, this will be a big t- test for Mark Sanchez, of course, who's had the schedule gods with him a little bit um, since becoming a starter. This is a real test. And for the Seahawks, a big test to see how they can handle a real uh, NFC contender on the road. Your thoughts, guys? I think it's cool that we get to see this matchup now. Had it been back in week four or five when Seattle was mm-hmm. kind of figuring itself out and going through injuries, last two weeks Seattle's defense, as we've said a number of times on the show, looks absolutely lights out as good as last year's and we're getting that against an Eagles offense that's firing all on all cylinders finally running the ball the way that we expect them to so that alone makes this a great watch Bobby Wagner I think makes the biggest difference of any big change that we've seen of the Seattle defense I mean he might be the most valuable player on that defense and him back in the lineup has really changed everything they've done I've heard that theory several other places, and I don't know how you separate Bobby Wagner from Byron Maxwell and Cam Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor looks better, too. All but came back at the same time, and the defense just got cohesive. I, I say it because I wa- watching the, the Cardinals game and the 49ers game. Bobby Wagner is all over the field. You're right, Maxwell and Chancellor looks better, too. I mean that Kevin at, Williams is playing great, too. Right, and but Wagner, Wagner is just one of the best, you know, ball pursuit sort of run-stopping middle linebackers out there. By the way, one stat, I'm just looking over some numbers. Remember, uh, this went well into the regular season, but LaShawn McCoy, we talked about what a bad season he was having. All of a sudden, you look up, he's got over 1,000 yards uh, through 13 games and averaging over four yards a carry, four touchdowns. 
this guy's back, and that's a big reason why the Eagles are able to win with Mark Sanchez. Also, since Lane Johnson's return, the right tackle in week five, McCoy's averaging more rushing yards per game than he did last year in his mm. career year. Right. We, we're saying the Seahawks defense is back, but, you know, they just played Drew Stanton and a San Francisco. They're back. A San, I know they are back, but they also just played Drew Stanton, who, you know. We've seen their defense. Got taken care of by Atlanta for, for 59 minutes right. at three points. And then they played Colin Kaepernick, who couldn't score more than 17 points against Washington well, at home. Well, six I'm just points saying, in two weeks is impressive. I mean, I don't care who it's, it's against. It's totally impressive. Yeah. All I'm saying is they're going up a major step in class here. Right. But we've seen this same defense with the personnel they have now right. shut down the best quarterbacks in the league week after week after week. Well, let's not bury the lead. I, isn't this really Mark Sanchez finally, you know, Greg, you said it downstairs, he hasn't faced many defenses. Now he is. And I think he, we've also talked about he looks completely different to me. I mean, he looks like he's getting good coaching for the first time in his career. He's not perfect. But, he, but if he played this way for the Jets in the last couple of years, they never would have let him go. But this is a different team, and that's why he's playing differently. But, man, up against Seattle, we're going to find out if he's prone to turnovers and mistakes. This is our only 2-3 split of the week. Uh, both Greg and Patra pick the Eagles. The rest of us take the Seahawks. So nice. I feel bad I like for Greg that. and Patrick. Greg can fall hey. further down and in just, the standings. By hey. the way, another reminder, four-way tie atop mm. the standings right New, now. Newsflash, you, you can't win a Super Bowl, I don't think, with wide receivers combining. Your starting wide receivers have combined for under 90 yards the last two weeks. We, and the best players— Can we rewind to last December when you were saying the exact same thing about the Seahawks passing Well, they, they improved quite a bit down the stretch, but I, I just find it hard— the best plays Russell Wilson makes every week are dump-offs to running backs or totally improv plays. I, I just think it's going to be hard to win a Super Bowl that way. All right, let's move on to the Monday night game. This will be uh, a game between the Atlanta Falcons and the Green Bay Packers. And by the way, and Mark Sessler, I know you're excited because you know what this is all about. Two first-place teams squaring off. Yeah, well, The mighty no. soaring Falcons and the mighty Packers. That's the thing. A lot of people want to talk about Green Bay I don't know why I started NFC talking about power. Oprah there. I was like, <laughs> full Oprah there. Was but you're right, though. Like, let's not – everyone – oh, <laughs> shine a light on Green Bay. It's the Falcons we need to get excited about. What? <laughs> what <laughs> excites you about the Falcons? They're a they're a powerhouse Mark, in the NFC South. You Inside love those, that South, you alone. love those domes. Mark did fall Dome down teams. the steps on his way to the. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'm studio. just trying to help the segment out. Oh, Z okay. Drizzle was Z Drizzle was trying to sell this as a trap game. Mm-hmm. Come on, no, it's in Lambeau. Did no, it? yeah, if it was in Atlanta, maybe. But to me, I think this is. This you know, is another 42, yeah. 17. But this is a 33 to nothing at halftime. But guess or what? The country gets to watch Aaron Rodgers. That's fun. The Falcons did. To their credit, just put up 500 yards on the Cardinals, who have been a really good defense. When I watched that performance, I thought that must be the best Atlanta offensive performance of the year. I mean, they were going up and down the field, and Julio Jones had one of the best games you'll ever see out of a wide receiver. Why doesn't he do that every week? Maybe they're a little dangerous. I don't know. He needs Patrick Peterson to play like that? I guess so. You're not going to get Steven Jackson to do what he did did last week again. Well, you know why? For a number of reasons. Because Antonio Cromartie doesn't play for the Packers. Right. Mm. And Boy, also, that was a business decision. And R- Roddy White, by the way, we've entered the phase of Roddy White's career now where he seems to be perpetually banged up. He didn't practice on Thursday, so we don't know if he'll be in the game, if he'll be himself. So it will be up to Julio Jones and, and Harry Douglas, who's done some things, or last week he did. So, I don't know, this seems like a game that's tilted way in the Green Bay's fa- favor. And honestly, I won't pick them against them ever for the rest of the season, but especially if they're at Lambeau. I am not picking against them. They're going to the NFC title game. This is a mere inconvenience along the way. (laughs) All right. As you can imagine, we all picked the Packers, except for Mark, who took the Falcons. (laughs) No, it's not accurate. (laughs) Not true. Okay. Uh, We move on to Cincinnati. This is a uh, game, uh, an AFC North. Major, major uh, implications, obviously, because we have – uh, this group we talked about on Wednesday's podcast. I think we were split about who was going to win that North. I took the Bengals. I believe the rest of you guys all picked the Steelers. So this game obviously has huge implications. Uh, the Steelers coming off really a dreadful performance at home and a loss to the Saints. And uh, the Bengals, they, they squeaked one out against the Bucks. got some help on a bizarre play call, uh, bizarre 12 men on the field call at the end, um, survived the bad Dalton first half. So now these two teams square off. Uh, Wes, I'm pretty sure you uh, you feel the Steelers are going to take care of business here. Andy Dalton hasn't done well against Dick LeBeau de- defenses. He's won two out of six games since he was drafted against the Steelers. And I think LeBeau does a really good job of taking away A.J. Green. When you take away A.J. Green, Andy Dalton doesn't know where to go, to go with the ball. 
As long as Ike Taylor's not involved. I like the the year long storyline. Oh, wait till Ike Taylor's back for the Steelers. People were like, saying that. I don't know. People were kind of okay. They're going to get some people back later in the season. Ike Taylor gets on the field and he yeah. gets flamed all he week. He came last week, came dancing out of the tunnel with this terrible <laughs> tower over his face like an outlaw. It's like he got burned. Get that guy off the field. Kenny Stills killed. I mean, he had a rough game. William I, Gay I, had a rough game too. I have a hard time. I trust the Steelers' offense to bounce back and have a nice effort than I do. Dick LeBeau and the Steelers' defense to slow them down just because I don't know where the plays are coming from that Steelers' defense lately. I think for me it was just that we've seen the Steelers go up and down. Last week was down, and the, and the Bengals have been up for too long. It's going to come. Last and, week it's was all, down. Well, they got a win, but it was down. A that win was, is a that win. That was ugly. That's what I'm saying. Maybe that, that was the roller coaster tipping down. This is Pittsburgh's game. I, I think they're going to sweep the Bengals this I, season. I hold in my hands, gentlemen. The 2014 season week 14 research notes. <laughs> Thank you, TD. And uh, here's a great one. Despite, and this is for the Bengals haters, which they're plentiful in this room. Despite their 8-3-1 record, the Bengals have the NFL's 17th best point differential. The Bengals have only outscored opponents in one of the four quarters this season in the second quarter, <laughs> 72-42. Maybe they can play this whole game in the second <laughs> that quarter. That is obtuse. Woo! That's a very useful stat. Dave. Thank you. They gotta get it. Maybe they'll draft a quarterback this year. They have a lot of talent. I mean, they do have a lot of talent. They just I like this off to a big contract. I know. I know. Maybe they'll draft they, a quarterback. You know who's been good for them before? Ray Maluga's added a lot. I, he's not yeah. usually a guy that uh, I think of as a great player, but since he's come back in the lineup, he, he's been on fire for them. Their run defense is much better than it was, but now Le'Veon Bell has a chance. Ooh, the to run join defense. Walter Payton as the only players in the history of the NFL, three straight games, 200 yards mm. from scrimmage. They trust their defensive line so much. There was a story where Josh McCown basically had a quote this week where he said, the secondary just hung on routes all day long because we knew the front seven would take care of business. I mean, there's a lot of talent in Cincinnati. No one's knocking him, Dan. It's just that mm. Andy Dalton, five touchdowns, seven picks since week 10. Pretty sure West He's going to melt down. Well, this is their chance to show they're a real team because – it's my big. It's my theory that the, the Steelers are the ultimate. They're a better fantasy team this year than they are a reality team. It's like you never know what they're going to be quarter to quarter. Game I don't to even game. think that's a theory. That's true. That's just a fact. <laughs> so a may, fact. maybe the Bengals will win this, but I'm going Steelers. All right. We almost forgot. Defend your hero. It's the part of the show every Thursday where one of us went against the grain and picked a team that no one else picked. I picked the Bengals in this game. Perhaps not surprising. I'm a Bengals guy. Don't know how this happened in my life, but that's how things have worked out. That's how things shake out. Andy Dalton. <laughs> you got to like that. With eyebrows made out of fire is the guy I believe in, and I think he's going to take care of business in this game against the Steelers because I, I think the Bengals, with the exception of that, that Brown stinker, which I, I rule an outlier, have been... It was a Bengals stinker, stinker, not a Brown oh, stinker. Oh, did I, I, I apologize? A lot of Brown stinkers over the years. But I think the, the Cincinnati is a great home team despite uh, that one game over the past two seasons. So I think they'll take a, take a win. And also, I don't believe in the Steelers. Can't do it. Can't get behind them. This might be the Can't he- play with them. This might be the heaviest favorite hero pick of the year. Not that we know that how to I'm measure doomed. how heavy the favorite is. But uh, the fan consensus is with you, too, over 60% of America. Uh, in the Bengals. Well, fan consensus has been better than us this year. So right? maybe, uh, usually I would Let's say, well, that doesn't him. make me feel better. But, <laughs> yeah, we can't knock them. All right, so that is one hero pick. The next oh, time I'm at your house, we're going to stage an intervention if you think you're a Bengals fan now. <laughs> I'm definitely not <laughs> a Bengals fan. You can bring fan. over your dossier. Yes, the dossier will come out, <laughs> and I will convince you that you are a misled young man I, rooting for the I've Bengals. I've actually only heard the word dossier in reference to Bengal, to. Anti-Bengals <laughs> propaganda from West. It's not propaganda in the least. <laughs> I have a grotesque, uh, unconditional love for the Jets. But if something ever happened where the Jets weren't around anymore, mm. I you could you could bet a lot that I would pick a franchise with some nice history to them because I need to get on a winner before I die. Yeah, I was I'm not say, going with another loser. You don't want to just hop in from one from one loser bed to another. It's exactly. A, it's a short ride up to Foxborough, buddy. Yikes! So I wouldn't go that road <laughs> because Tom Brady's getting older, baby. And Bill's not going to be is around com- forever. That's coming to an end. He's going to Bill Belichick. In 2019. A yeah, couple Car- of years from now, he's going to be on uh, five rings, his little cruise Greg's boat. Greg's daughter is already a Jets fan because she can see I have a <laughs> long true. life ahead of me. I need to be on the right train. According to Mark, Tom Brady's going to be traded this season somehow still. I said a Patriots <laughs> quarterback, and I was incorrect. <laughs> All right, let's move on. So that's one hero pick. We have another hero pick. 
and this one made me happy because Mar- Mark Sessler, uh, you have a long, long. It's been long known that you love the Browns and you believe in this team, this seven and five outfit with Brian Hoyer still at quarterback. What faith this organization has in the veteran passer, the Bruce Springsteen of Cleveland, a working class hero. And guess what? <laughs> None of us picked the Browns because we were, we were spooked a little bit by last week. And I, only speaking for myself, I would have picked the Browns if Manziel was starting. With Hoyer still there, I can't do it. Now, you explain, Mr. Sessler, if you would, uh, why you picked the Browns. Please defend your hero. It, well, in the middle of the night, I woke up. It was probably 2.50 a.m. And it, I just was hit with a, a sensation that said, if you have a chance, if you can get into work quick enough before that photographer takes that screenshot of our picks... I had the Colts switch it over to Cleveland. I thought, why would I do this? Mm. But you know what? Mm. I'm tired of number one. I can slowly feel, A, the newsroom and all of America Mm. cruising in and wanting to hate on Cleveland now, kind of saying, you've had your nice season. Now it's time to shut it down and go back and be the 8-8, 6-10, 4-12 team that you really are. It's time to hate on the Browns. You know what? This game's going to go one of two ways. The one way that scares me is Trent Richardson blows up, Josh Cribbs run two, <laughs> two kicks back, and Rob Chizinski's dancing on the sideline pointing at everyone. But the other way mm. is that the quarterback they stuck with, whether it's him in a combination of Manziel or whether this Mike Pettin team that has been counted out week after week stands up and takes care of the biggest game in Cleveland all season and also in decades, mm. takes care of business. I'm on that train. I got goosebumps. We should play the Rudy music right now. I, I believe that they are facing the t- the Colts, as we mentioned yesterday, are absolutely on fire right now. They're going to be tough to defend. I have to do this. I have to go Cleveland. Don't have rights to Rudy music. Ah, too bad. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you guys are picking up on this with Mark right now, but Mark is invested more than ever since we've known him in the in the Browns winning this week. I am a little nervous about what could happen on Sunday, though, if, if the Colts jump ahead and things start to take a turn. Uh, the quiet storm, uh, Mark, it's very intense. Wes, as you know, on Sundays. It, there's nothing like it. I mean, it's not even Mark. It's like it's a different guy. <laughs> it's true. Mm. The feelings aren't coming out of him. Well, he ceases to be Mark Sessler, and he becomes – the quiet storm. Quiet storm. Uh, I'm just a little worried what could happen when people start cheering for Manziel. Well, then Greg will stand up on the desk and yell about being group thinkers. Hey, I didn't say anything <laughs> publicly until the podcast. <laughs> they took his team. Viciously below average. They stole his innocence. Childlike, but not to suggest innocence or purity. They made a football life about his misery. Control, alt, delete. And opened a factory of sadness that never closed. Now, the climate is ripe for revenge. This winter, there's a hurricane coming for anyone who looks in this direction on a Sunday. It'll be an apocalyptic sunset. <laughs> Mark Sessler is Quiet Storm. This show cannot end fast enough, and I have a sharply worded letter to hand to you, my friend. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's, where you, that's the doctor you were at, TD. Well done. <laughs> Great work by wow. TD with the editing there. I, quiet storm is coming in the theater. Did you do that you. before you knew I made a hero pick, too? No, it all worked out perfectly in this case. But, yeah, but my point is This that, could end disastrously. And, by the way, TD, I'm sure people are going to want to be able to download that, so we'll have to get that out to the masses. We'll be hearing that a few more times. Yeah. Um, I am concerned. I'm just going to say it. I sit across from you. I could feel the energy sometimes. I hope it doesn't work out that way. I want the Browns to win for you, but I'm a little nervous. Well, I, I want to see this movie. If I win and I get up on the picks, you cannot. This is all, this is a spectrum game. It's going to be mm. the end of the earth or it's going to be glory. Who did uh, my wife who works in casting, who did she cast uh, Mark Sessler as in the biopic? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's perfect. Walking through the forest or something. Rain. I wind. love the idea of Joaquin Phoenix's Quiet Storm. <laughs> well, we'll see. All right, moving on. Got to move on. We could talk about Mark's uh, movie career at length at a, at a future podcast, maybe during the offseason, but now we got to get to Detroit, Ford Field to be specific, where the Lions will host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the Lions, you know, let's let's be truthful about it. They are uh, right next to the uh, Packers in the standings, but none of us really believe believe in them. They they could they win out. They win the division. Uh, 
we'll see if uh, they end up putting up a fight and make that Week 17 game against the Packers meaningful. But for now, they play a bad Bucks team that's 2-10. and 10. They got to take care of business, and we assume they will, right? You'd have to look pretty hard to find a more unfair matchup than the Lions' defensive line against the Bucks' offensive line. Mm. Mm. Yes, it's nice to see Wes finally admitting that Josh McCown can't save this terrible Bucks team. I never said he I, would I, save him. I stopped. I can't watch this team anymore. Oh, I, I saw terrible. the shot you took at me in your quarterback index. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what, oh, <laughs> what? Greg's QB index. He did 1-32. to 32. Check that out at NFL.com slash. Does it have a vanity? Here? It doesn't, but you okay. can just go to ATL, <laughs> whatever. I, the Bucks. You know, they are terrible, but they've been in eight games decided by Wait, time out. Eight I want to know what was the shot. Oh, the sh- oh, go well, back the, to the shot, shot was like, why did anyone think going to Josh McCown was going to help? Glennon has been better this year. That's not what the year. shot was. Did you, like, link to a photo well, of I also, head? I also was wanted to know that I wasn't being biased, so I went and checked out QBR. I checked out Pro Football Focus. I checked out Football Outsiders. They all had Glennon higher, too. He's... McCown has not looked good. I mean, the the offensive line's not good either, but he's not helping. No quarterback's going to – Josh McCown's not the answer. I'm not saying he is. But he's not as bad as Mike Glennon. What was the shot? I mean, there was no other shot. You, you said Chris Wessling has vehemently disagreed with me, and then you cited all these stats <laughs> swatting me down. <laughs> you set him up. But, Wes, when the boss speaks out against you on a website, you just have to lay down and accept I it. thought it was a sign of respect because uh, it's so rare. We, you know, we disagree this much. You know, I had to – to All back right. it up. Mark is by far the most reverential towards Greg. <laughs> now I'm just saying, <laughs> if the every bo- show it's like <laughs> whatever Greg says. No, if the goes. boss were to call me out on a, an international website, I'd have to say, "Wow, maybe I have to rethink my own thinking." I, does- I trust myself, but Greg is never wrong. <laughs> there he goes again, wow. home runs. You've turned him into like a zombie. Yeah, I don't, I don't like robot. it. I don't like it. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I mean, all right, McCown not very good. And it, you, we might have missed another making the leap candidate potentially. I think Shocker. We, I think we went down <laughs> now, swinging on that one. The only one. thing I will say <laughs> is this, and I don't think this is the game. I said it on Wednesday show. I don't think the Lions make the playoffs because I think they're going to pull a Lions at some point and blow an easy game. I can't imagine they're going to blow this one, though. This se- Like Wes said, this everything seems lined up for a blowout. It would be stunning if they didn't win by two touchdowns. Agree. I would be. When the Bucks solution is going back to Doug Martin just because Charles Sims looks like looks like like the running back version of Jermaine Gresham or something like that's what he looks like Doug, running back there they just have no answer Doug it's Martin's not big fault. game last week they put in O'Neal Cousins as an extra tight end to establish the run they put all their marbles in and Doug Martin had a good first half he had more yards in the first half than he had in any game all season and he finished the game at 3.2 yards per carry which is an upgrade on what, what he had been him? is it his team around him or is it Martin regressed I mean, he's been injured. He's had a he's, number of injuries. He's as indecisive at the line as any running back in the lead. I think that has to do with timing. If you read our excellent Joe Posnaski piece this week on Priest Holmes, he talks a lot about needing three steps and getting the timing down with your offensive lineman. They've had offensive linemen shuffled in and out there, but he's also not very quick. Well, also, There's no explosiveness. If there. we're going to say Tampa has a terrible line and they do, that's going to affect your running game. Yes. But, of course, Bobby Rainey's averaging 4.3 yards. Well, per but when he was the muscle hamster a couple of years ago, wasn't he quick then? Or is this something where he's been slowed to injury? But it was a shoulder injury that shut him down last year. What happened to this guy? I mean, he's to me, he's one of those guys that's hard to figure out because he looked like a young star, and now he just seems like a jag. I agree. He does seem like a jag. Mm. Anyway, so that will be a blowout. Let's move on to another one. Uh, the Houston Texans. Actually, this might not be a blowout. The Texans, 6-6. Uh, six and six, And uh, listen, I think they're still in the mix right now in the AFC playoff race because they have the best player in the NFL maybe in J.J. Watt. All I know is yes. you mess with me, you got problems. That's all I know. Can't be played enough. J.J. Watt, who's coming off one of the more dominant games of the season, now he gets to go to Jacksonville, face a Jaguars team that – Let's face it, you know, messed up their draft standing a little bit by beating the Giants by accident on Sunday. So now the Texans can get to 7-6 and six if they take care of business. We'll see what version of Ryan Fitzpatrick they get. They won't get the guy through six touchdowns on Sunday. I think there's some zero-pick potential here. We all picked the Texans. Mm. I, thought, I thought hard about the Jaguars. I don't see these two teams as too different, and it's in Jacksonville. Maybe they found something last week a little bit with Bortles in the hurry-up. He looked good at the end of the game. It just wouldn't surprise me if this is one of those kind of divisional upset games in Jacksonville. Wins. Yeah, I agree. It wouldn't have shocked me either. I mean, I don't think they need a they don't need they don't need a Fitzpatrick who throws six touchdowns. They need one who doesn't throw any interceptions. 
and he showed a lot of chemistry with DeAndre Hopkins last week. And, Dan, you said it. I think every one of us that's covered the Texans, it doesn't matter what game it is this year, J.J. Watt, I would vote for him for MVP at this point. I realize that's a weird wow. thing to do. No, I but like every it. single game, he is single-handedly involved in why they win. He's scoring touchdowns. That isn't even Think it, about though. It. Even if they don't make the playoffs, and let's say they go 9-7, and seven, and Watt you know, does what he's doing and ends up with this outrageous stat line and all these wow plays, I know Aaron Rodgers is having a great year, and there's other players that are as well, as too, but I would think you would almost have to give it to him because he, he willed a team to playoff contender status just by his great. You just don't Not see just that anybody stand can out. will a team to 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7. and seven. Oh, come on. Well, see, West, you know what? You're letting your hatred of the Texans infect the I don't hate season. the Texans at all. I like the Texans. I, but Aaron Rodgers is having an awesome year, and he, and he affects games right. more and than And he has Watt an amazing does. team around him. Watt took a th- makes a 3-13 and 13 team a 9-7 and seven team. I mean, that's what's more valuable than a guy that can swing that amount of yeah, wins? Then what? in a way, though, the MVP award is trash because it's always really going to go to an offensive player. It's always going to go to a quarterback, unless no quarterbacks have a good year, which I don't think. I think Watt is a strong candidate. I probably would vote Rodgers, but they would be my top two. I would put him second right now behind. But to me, Rodgers is the most valuable. And Rodgers deserves it, obviously. I mean, he's been amazing this season. He's an all-time quarterback. But, yeah, I just, you know, here's what I find interesting. Bill O'Brien, did you write this article that Bill O'Brien said, we're not, this isn't a circus with J.J. Watt playing offense? He he was an all-state tight end in high school. Had a scholarship to college to play tight end. Hmm. The, to me, there's no reason why he can't be used in the red zone on a regular basis. And and maybe he will. And maybe uh, they'll need to keep scoring. They they won't have Jadavian Clowney, who's out for the year. But what, they, what a terrible season. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know it's exactly. all injuries, but it's still disappointing it's for a guy that had a very poor last year in college. Or not very poor, but a disappointing well, very last year disappointing. college. He's had two straight disappointing years. And I don't, I don't think he was necessarily treated well by his own team. We had the reports all season about team being disappointed with him. The guy's knee was messed up even after he came back. There's not much you can do when you can't move the way, you, you know. That's a bad spot for him. Real quick props. We nailed making the leap on DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. That was the best game I've seen by a wide receiver all year. Nailed it. Came out of the gate with two diving catches. He has two deep touchdowns. Gets almost 100 yards after the catch, just running wild. It reminded me of the game all Sean Jeffrey had last year against the Vikings where he just dominated in every phase of the game. Hmm. Was Fitzpatrick, though, was it a total mirage? He's going to go back to the being the nightmare that we saw before? Well, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, we know who he is. Last week doesn't change anything. He's still Ryan Fitzpatrick. All right, moving on. We all took the Texans there. Next up, the Baltimore Ravens head to Miami to face the Dolphins. Now, this is an interesting game. The Ravens uh, coming off really that bad, bad loss to the Chargers. Uh, got clipped at the end. And they face the Dolphins, who are 7-5 and five in the mix in the uh, wild card race. Greg would say they're right in the mix for the AFC East race. Uh, I didn't say you that. You know, they beat the Jets, and it was not a very Im- uh, impressive win. But now they're at home. And Haloti uh, Nada got suspended on Thursday four games. He's out until the end of the regular season so he can rejoin them before the, you know, by the start of the playoffs if they make it. But that's a huge loss for this team. How big a loss is Nada? Last year I would have said not very big because he wasn't playing that well, but I think Greg's pointed this out. He's He's been playing at borderline all-pro level this year. Well, I, and Andrew Siciliano pointed out downstairs that he's one reason that C.J. Mosley's had the season he's had. Right. I think not has been an all-pro or, or right there. I mean, Gerald McCoy's having a great year in the middle, and Sue. Dominic and Sue's having a great year. All three of them uh, could be defensive player of the year candidates if it was a different year and Watt wasn't around. Look, the Ravens have lost their two best players on defense. Since Jimmy Smith left, they have not been the same in the secondary, and now you lose Haloti Nada. That's huge. I, that's a problem. That was enough. I was already totally on. I was on the fence with this game. It really – I had a hard time picking it, and now I'm just going to go Dolphins for that. I'm with you. I And I yesterday, you know, I apologized to this corporation Ameritrade we have this thing, this confident call, and I, I went with, with the Ravens, but then since then, bang, not, not as out with some sort of, you know, he's, got, he's suspended, he's out. TD Ameritrade. Well, I, I'm so very... to recap, we, we are changing two of our confident calls well, so far. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to the Dolphins, too. All right. Well, that wasn't your call, though. At least that's that's. By the way, the Ameritrade people should have done more research on how confident we were as people. 
If I <laughs> right, we're very past, past with well, this. or the Meritrade probably not on board with us making picks on Tuesday when suddenly a, a wild storm of information comes at us and tells us their best defender's not in. Next, next week, well, it'll be like the mealy mouth uh, <laughs> pick of the week. week. <laughs> Losers. Listen, we're doing the best we can. Give us a hard it's time. hard picking this these games. It's stressful. I mean, you're right. You, you remember? Well, we're terrible it's at it. Stressful. So. If you drop out of the race like me, it's not stressful well, at all. <laughs> everyone does have that Tannehill game in their mind from last week, and I think that's that's the problem. Watching that, I don't know what's up with this Dolphins defense. You think of their rush defense, who's given up 400 yards in the last two weeks, having to go against Jack uh, Baltimore, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, running game. They should have another 200 yards. All right, moving on. The New York Jets head to Minnesota to face the Vikings. This feels like a game we don't have to spend too much time on. <laughs> Jets are going nowhere, and they're forced to play a quarterback no one believes in, so that's cool. And the Vikings are, you know, they've hung around. They're 5-7, and seven, but not a great team by any stretch. Uh, we're trying to find out what Teddy Bridgewater is made of. How will, Mark, uh, Greg, you seem to really uh, be not too impressed by Teddy Bridgewater. Why do you uh, oh, feel contraire. that way? Oh, contraire. I'm turning around. Me. I have a hot Teddy Bridgewater take. Hmm. Well, if you had to take one it. of these rookie quarterbacks, Mark's the rookie expert around here, but Hardly. I don't want I don't that want to dude go. loves rookies. <laughs> I think if you had to pick a rookie quarterback to win a game this week, it's definitely Bridgewater. I just think he plays like a veteran. He just smells, and this maybe it's damning with faint praise, but he's a guy like analysts like to call crafty, or he's just a winner. He, he just smells like he's going to have this Alex Smith you know, maybe Andy Dalton-like career in that even right now you can kind of see that he plays more like a veteran than the rest of the rookies. I wrote the same thing in my Game Rewind notes for three weeks in a row that he's, I, I he's a future the, Alex Smith. Oh, really? I stole that whole take, actually, from Wes. No, that's right. You <laughs> that's broke it to Wes's no, diary? No, I didn't know. That wasn't on purpose. Wes has a diary <laughs> with all his we're, notes we're with a little locket, <laughs> and Greg picked it. In an evil, sinister <laughs> manner. He does all these things like trying to get the other you know, side to go off sides and doing it in really complicated ways. And just all these things that you know other rookies' heads are swimming too much, I, I think, to be trying to pull that stuff off. You know I what thought you were had? talking about Wes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else he has? Our guy Charles Johnson. Mm. That's right. And, you know, Wes and I were <laughs> laughed oh boy, here at. We no, go. no, we were laughed we're at out of the room. that Charles Johnson might have a little promise you know what? They just benched Cordero Patterson, <laughs> wow. our number one making the leap guy. Another Wait, total he swing outplayed miss. Cordero Patterson? Wow, he must be really <laughs> well, good. Well, I'm just saying, he, you know, everyone's making fun of him six months ago. Now he's a starter, and he's got more targets than anyone on the team over I think the last Greg could weeks. start over Cordero Patterson at this point. You know what? Keep knocking Charles Johnson. Just make it a trend. Make it your thing, Dan. <laughs> Wait, no. You, it's your thing. You love Charles Johnson so much. Let's see it. Now he's in the starting he's, lineup. He's done it for three weeks. Okay. What did he do last week? Let's talk about it again. Two catches for 30 yards. They barely threw the ball. He was targeted like seven times. Was he? Yeah. Got like That's how good he is. He gets all those touchdowns. Did he catch that little Frisbee throw there? He had 100 that plus yards a couple down weeks ago. Let's just see him do something. Oh, nice. right. We'll talk about him every week. Let's. I'd like to see like a big I, game eventually. I'm not sure that we talk about him every week. I think this is like maybe the third time since August <laughs> that we've mentioned his name. Probably right, the best right, right. receiver on the Jets. Everybody calm down. I want the Vikings <laughs> to win this game, and I want them to keep winning at home so that they reconsider and maybe just stay in that outdoor stadium. That's a home field advantage right there. We're bringing Greg over to our side. Well, well there, there is go. something about it. It was like 10 degrees there last, last week. Yeah, it that's was... awesome. I can't wait till Eric Decker hides in Teddy Bridgewater's <laughs> duffel bag and stays on the Vikings because he can't wait to get out of that team. Wait, do you want to go to the Vikings? He's got a better – he well, should wait until the Jets keep, play someone better. Well, he'll just keep playing stowaway and get climb <laughs> up the list. How big is Teddy Bridgewater's duffel bag? <laughs> gonna fit, I gonna didn't fit even know Eric he had Decker. one. Uh, all right, moving on. We all picked the Vikings. Moving on, the Carolina Panthers. Oh, what a big showdown in the NFC South. Get excited. The Panthers roll into the Superdome to face the Saints. The Saints now 5-7, and seven, tied with the Falcons atop the NFC South. The Panthers playing out the string. They stank. Uh, I thought the Saints looked great against the Steelers. Wes, you uh, did you watch that game yet on your old Game Rewind diary notes? The Saints game? Yes. Yes, I did. Your thoughts about them? Well... I thought I was happy that Mark Ingram looked good again after taking a couple of weeks off with the shoulder injury. I was one – I don't know. Brewers looked good, but their passing game still was like, all right, why is Kenny Stills the only guy doing anything? If Carolina is going to win this division at 5-10-1, they're going to need to take this game on Sunday. 
I can't, it's a must win. I can't believe how bad the Panthers are, how unfun they are to watch. I never thought I'd reach a stage where I don't enjoy watching Cam Newton. That was, that was my number one guy, I would say, going into the year it's that depressing. I enjoyed. They need to do a better job next year giving him some players around him. Well, well they, he's going to leave. Will. He'll leave. No, he can't leave. Well, eventually, when he can leave, he will because he'll get annoyed and frustrated with the losing and them That's not supporting That's not how the him. NFL works. Quarterbacks can't leave if the team wants them to stay. He could have a new coach and a new coordinator next year. They could also offer him about a hundred and whatever million dollars this offseason, which would seem smart to do, and he'd probably take it, I guess. He could pull a Carson Palmer. That's his only option. But with the franchise tag, quarterbacks have to stay where they are. Well, this will be uh, your favorite Panthers game of the year because D'Angelo Williams broke his hand, and now they have to go to Jonathan Stewart, who played great last week. D'Angelo Williams has had a very nice career, uh, and it would behoove Riverboat Ron to realize that was in the past tense. (laughs) Riverboat Ron might be in the past tense. Yes. (laughs) That would be dramatic if that happened. Paddleboat Ron. I guess I just have a bit of a sesser that Cam Newton is not a Panther for life. And I think his career, before he turns age 30, he's going to be somewhere else. Yeah. If, if if it is, if that happens, it'll be because he never develops. Hmm. Just call it a Sessler. I don't know. Fourth year. He needs to Two out of every ten Sesslers happen to come true, by the way. So <laughs> Is that the stat? <laughs> that's totally just out there as a potential guess. They How could... many more games do we have here? Wow, there are a lot of games. <laughs> All right, let's right. move on. Well, one last thing. Yes. If they want, if Cam Newton's coming on uh, under a little too much fire this year. Give him an offensive line. Give him wide receivers. Yeah. And please get him a quarterback guru instead of Mike Shula. That's the that's the biggest issue. I mean, imagine if he was on Philly or some or Miami or some team that knew what to do with a with a mobile quarterback. How and about he's Jim got, Harbaugh? He's got Mike Shula who Ooh. couldn't win who couldn't win at Alabama with all the advantages in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, next up, the Giants go to Nashville to play the Tennessee franchise. Uh, I don't know how this happened, but we all picked the Giants to win on the road. I know the Titans stink, but come on. We're all getting behind the Giants at such a vast level. That's That seems a little crazy. There were a couple five across picks this, this week that got me worried that we're starting to become what I was uh, accusing the, the newsroom of uh, last week. A lot of groupthink. By the way, a like shadowy a of... league figure was not happy yeah. with Rosenthal taking what was were perceived as shots at the newsroom, a – a uh, shadowy league figure loomed over Greg, probably twice as big as Greg, and basically pointed down at him and said, so you're taking shots at the newsroom? Called this, it unprofessional. This yeah. This happened. Said I was a wet blanket and whatever, not enjoying the Johnny Manziel era, whatever. Give me a break. Painted Greg as someone that doesn't approach his job in a professional manner. <laughs> a malcontent. Anyway, we all took the Titans. There's anything else we need to say about this game? Because yeah, Odell Beckham was fun to watch. I don't. Know. We've mentioned all of the national media love for Zach Mettenberger, which is making me scratch my head yeah, to a right. serious degree. I saw a stat this week: failed drive percentage, which means you've got the ball and you don't get a field goal or a touchdown. He, hmm. In the last 15 years, he has the third worst percentage ever. I think any QB with a big arm gets a lot of rope when they hit the scene. He might hang himself yeah, I with think, it soon. I think Greg has made me watch a Titans game on a Sunday for 17 straight weeks. That's not so true. I can tell that you, is totally false. I can tell you that Mettenberger hits two or three passes a day that I guess people are seeing on primetime or something or on uh, total access. People who fall me. in love with big arms like but those plays. My entire September was stained by the Titans. Four straight <laughs> weeks I covered that team. Wait, Dan, you're off the hook. You don't finally a game you get to watch an exciting player like Odell Beckham but Connor will have the game not you ah too bad Connor Orr the great Connor Orr lives in a haunted mansion <laughs> in the middle of New Jersey uh, moving forward the St. Louis Rams the best 5 and 7 team in the history of the NFL uh, faces <laughs> the Washington Redskins and Colt McCoy, RG3 wasting away. Nobody even talks about the guy anymore, and, you know, that's not such a bad thing. Uh, McCoy put up some decent numbers last week uh, in a loss to Minnesota, but uh, that was a little – Indianapolis. Indianapolis, excuse me, but that was a little deceiving. Uh, this seems we've talk, we talked about it. The Rams go 7-9 and nine every year, and then everyone says how amazing the Rams are going to be <laughs> in the future. So you figure if they got to get two more wins in the next four weeks, this will be one of them to get to seven, right? 
I love that Jeff Fisher was asked this week if he would do the RG3 trade over again. Yeah, you have to ask that question, but I just love that he was asked you that. You don't he's have like, to ask that. He was like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I think I would do that. That Speaking sounds good. Speaking of groupthink, you don't have to ask that question, but national media types love to think that you have to ask that question. <laughs> it it's is a no-brainer. It is, of course, but it, it is kind of fun to think about when the, with these two teams – what was well, you have to, what's a football game without 18 narratives? <laughs> well, they're happy not to have RG3, and that makes sense. But um, what was the final? What do they get out of that deal? I know it's all there settled There is a now. list, and it's, um, it's in a story we just did. And it's, Michael they got Brockers, three defensive Janoris starters. Jenkins, Ogletree. Alec Ogletree. Zach Stacy, M- Michael Brockers. And you they're know, all solid. Well, listen, I mean, it, th- and, a number and, of them are making their defense what they are. Well, it's not, I mean, they're still going 7-9 and nine every year, and – Major problem why they go 7-9 is because they don't have a quarterback. Exactly. No, RG3 wasn't the guy they should have taken, but still. Uh, yeah, well, so. Maybe he's a star if he's in St. Louis because Mike Shanahan never puts him back into a playoff game. That's very cool. Cole McCoy, though, was a little flashier than expected last week. Not not great and not as good as his numbers, but he made some very athletic, uh, kind of exciting plays. He was kind of fun If to anything, watch, like McCoy. we said, he has extended his career half a decade He's not going to be working in a hardware store four months from now. He's going to still be in the NFL. Who Cole let, McCoy's bought, bought in to Jay Gruden's offense, and RG3 hasn't. Who lasts longer, Colt McCoy or RG3 in the NFL? Well, I mean, wow. Colt McCoy, by I the way, Colt McCoy, whether, it's well, the most depressing question you've ever asked. Colt McCoy is, is older, but, but, but is all, the one thing about him, he's always been a guy who's great in the locker room, great in the quarterback room. RG3, everywhere, everything he does seems to turn into a total nightmare for the coaches in the locker room. So I say Colt McCoy. Hold on. I just got a tweet from RG3 saying it's not a nightmare. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Robert Griffin III. Jay, Jay Gruden, I mean, the whole thing between Gruden and Griffin, and you can say about Shanahan too, it seems very personal. That if they liked the player, if they liked Griffin at all, that a lot of these things wouldn't happen. Because if, if, if Griffin is a guy that they truly liked – they wouldn't be just burying him and saying we're done with him. Like we're he, we're done with him. All right, this is next game is a big one for Wes and I. We uh, on Wednesday show, and if you haven't listened to it, you definitely should. Uh, you can find all our podcasts, Wes, at NFL.com/slash/podcast. Nice. Uh, and we talked about who would be our wild card picks. Wes and I both see the Chiefs getting in the back door, so they got to win this game. They're going to Arizona. Uh, they are sitting at seven and five right now. Arizona, of course, nine and three, but riding a two-game losing streak. Sessler has already predicted a nine and seven finish for the Cardinals, so you know where he stands on this. Well, I also picked <laughs> well, the Cardinals. Everyone to win. picked the Cardinals to oh, win. Oh wait, this game. no, that's not fair. I operate in many directions. It's totally oh, fair. Oh, that's lame. You've been saying this. This for is why like I'm tied week. at the top because I will surprise you. Tied, tied at the integrity? top is not an achievement when eighty percent of the group is tied at the top. Well, it's better. Where's Wes? Wow, no Wes, but you know. I'd rather be where I am. Wait a second. So you're saying the Cardinals are going to go 9-7, and seven, but they're going to win their 10th game on Sunday. <laughs> Everything's in play. <laughs> that is that is the most Sessler thing. Talk. Everything is in play. He's covered either, either way. <laughs> Worry about your own picks, and then I we'll go from either. there. You can still change it. I'm, t- I'm taking, a, I'm taking like a one-minute break. You guys, you guys go on. I think that's absolutely fair. Two different platforms, different agendas. This is another game, though, that was <laughs> – <laughs> extremely hard to pick, and I'm shocked that we went five across on on the Cardinals because I th- I really struggled uh, trying to pick this game, especially after watching the Cardinals give up 500 yards to Atlanta. We that all was went very with the Cardinals. Yeah, we all went with the Cardinals. I was just thinking I was I going with the Chiefs. Dan, come back into the show. I'm still processing it. Okay, I'm back. I think when I was watching the Atlanta game, I thought maybe Drew Stanton had a chance. Maybe Bruce Arians could have made something out of him. If they had a running game and if Larry Fitzgerald was healthy. Right. But they – I don't know what the stats are. He's back are. this week, though, Fitzgerald. So I don't know what good. the stats are, but I can tell you just by watching games, the Cardinals have by far the worst rushing attack in the NFL. Well, they're, they're third statistically, I think, second or third. Well, third. over the last month, they have to be the worst. 31st, yeah, in terms of rushing yards per game. But they have the advantage that they've played with the lead almost all season. So to be 31st, even though they've had so many leads, is crazy. I mean, Marion Grice – was Who? their leading rusher last week. Isn't that John Wayne's real name? And now you lose Honey Badger. It's just they, they have had a tough spot, but the, the Chiefs have been awful the last two weeks too. I think I know what it is, Mark. Because if 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 this is what it is, where you're – what does Mark say? Does it mean anything? Does anything mean anything? And then I wonder about our friendship and the conversations we've had mm. and confidence with each other where we've told each other things. 
have you ever been truthful with me or is there another agenda? I've never been truthful with you. It's all a mist. <laughs> None of it's real. You're, an, you're a nihilist game picker. No, you know what? I honestly forget. I kind of forget my picks, and I don't even remember picking the Cardinals till about five minutes ago. That's well, what it comes this down is to. your chance now, last chance, to get on page with yourself. I will get right on that when this show ends. <laughs> all right, moving on. The Buffalo Bills. I don't believe you for some reason. I don't think you will change that pick. I have till Sunday to make my mind up. The Buffalo I wish you weren't a liar. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Buffalo Bills are traveling to Denver to face the Broncos. The Bills, by the way, and they're – Fans that deserve to be happy about the Bills being in contention in December. You're about to drop a bomb on them. Yeah, but guess, guess what's going to happen. It's, it's just about to end. Uh, I, w- I have this video, actually. There's a video, uh, a YouTube video. Somebody in the Buffalo area, I would assume, uh, put together a beautiful, and read the end around to see this, a beautiful Christmas display where they time it up with music and the lights, and it's like something clearly took them hours and hours and perhaps weeks to set up, and it's like a Bills-themed Christmas light spectacular mm. on their house. And I'm thinking to myself, God, good thing they got this done before the December schedule hit because what do they got? They have <laughs> at Broncos. What does it have? Like a Patriots. Patriots. Packers. Packers. Yeah, come on. In the mix. The three, Not all in a row. But right. they're, basically, <laughs> they're in the playoffs right now. So just enjoy 7-5 and five because in a blink you're going to be 7-8. and eight. I, I think, Mark, that's a great way to look at it. You're already in the playoffs. Look at the teams you get to play. <laughs> and you get to lose and stay in the playoffs. Look, I, I want to nice. see this Christmas display. Does it have like a Kyle Orton throwing a ball that, that misses his <laughs> receiver and hits them in the feet or something? Does it have Sammy Watkins disappointing people? Oh, this. yeah. Robert Woods, by the way. The whole Robert Woods-Sammy Watkins preseason sandwich bet has suddenly gotten interesting Here last week. Here are the week. numbers. He's dropped the, 11 he's, yards last week. Here we go. Sammy Watkins, 51 for 695 and 5. Robert Woods, 49 for 550 and 3. But he, he's caught up about 150 yards in the last two weeks alone. Yeah, that's usually big. takes Robert Woods Down five weeks to get 150 yards. So he's, that's progress. Well, Watkins has fallen off the map the last four weeks. I don't think he's crossed 35 yards in any of he those would, games. They gave him the business last week. They bracketed him and, and got physical with him. Who did? What was it? Whoever they were playing against. This what is team a f- was it? Cleveland oh, secondary. Yeah. Oh, West blocked it out. <laughs> I block out the Browns. This when the West a- Browns do well, West just like eliminates it from his brain. <laughs> Some team. I totally expect the Broncos to win. Recycle bin. <laughs> Click. <laughs> but isn't this a pretty fun matchup? At it least is, I think. Yeah. When the Broncos have the ball, especially, I think it'll be fun. I like any team. Uh, no, no. The uh, one thing about Denver, if any team can get pass rush on Manning, that <laughs> makes it interesting to me. Uh, the Bills might be my favorite fan base in the league. I, w- I wish I – ho- do well, do well. But, look, it's not your fault. It's not your fault, Bills fans, that you're stuck with Kyle Orton and E.J. Right. Manuel. Sorry, but, but your team's not good enough to go to the playoffs. You're watching Peyton Manning against that Bills defense. Tell me when that's happening. That's an intriguing I like that. little matchup. I'd like to matchup. see Marcel Darius and Kyle Williams do a Peyton Manning sandwich. 28-6 at halftime. Not going to happen. <laughs> San Francisco 49ers. Oh, it's, a, it's the Bay Bridge battle, guys. The battle for the Bay Bridge. The San Francisco 49ers head to Oakland to face the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders, who lost 52 nothing last week. Uh, now face a Niners team that needs to win to stay in contention in the NFC West. So you would think the Niners would be sufficiently motivated. However, this has been a bit of a strange season in San Francisco. Any chance the Raiders put up a fight after really humiliating themselves on last Sunday? Well, this is Jim Harbaugh's audition, not that he needs one, against Oakland, so he should drop a hammer on the Raiders and say... Mm. Do you have inside Good info? Good point. Well, in fact, this is the game where someone gets in a duffel bag and stays with the other team. <laughs> Jim duffel Harbaugh's out. Game. Hey, the last shaky offense that came into uh, the black hole left with a loss. You know what I'm saying? The Kansas City Chiefs, you don't want to go to Oakland. This Was that before okay. or after the Raiders <laughs> lost 52-0? <laughs> Trying. I don't know. You I, never know. I don't think the 49ers offense is good enough to assume that they'll score 20 points, 25 points against anyone. I think I like the Niners better on the road than at home. Right. If they're in that if that Gene Stadium, Gene, Center, yeah. Gene Pants house, that's not <laughs> going to go well. So put them in Oakland. Better chance. Former scout John Middlecoff interviewed five coaches and NFL execs and asked them about the quarterback battle in this game. Who would you rather have for the future, Derek Carr or Colin Kaepernick? Unanimously, all five said Derek Carr, which that blows, blows my mind. My mind. Blows I don't know who they're watching. They didn't talk to Ron Jaworski. Did they just sure. Did they just ask uh, Mark Davis five times? I don't know who they asked. And look, Derek Carr could have a nice future, but 
How can you separate him from the checkdowns he's throwing every game? I, I just don't get what – I don't know. And Kaepernick, I, I, it seems a little capricious to me just to jump off what you've ever seen, what you've seen. Right. Wes, Wes wrote a great piece, Super by Bowl the way, round. about this very topic that you could find. Well, yeah, it was about on a micro level, Kaepernick versus Carr, and on a macro level, is this the demise of running quarterbacks? Bill Pullian said it this week that we're seeing the erosion of – well, running quarterback. It's been a terrible year for it. Andrew Luck used to be grouped with these guys, and there's similarities to their game, but he has pulled far apart from Russell Wilson, Kaepernick, and RG3. Now, Kaepernick and Russell Wilson and should, Cam Newton. should not be grouped with you know RG3. They're, they're playing fine, but Luck is way ahead of them right now. It's Luck, Ben Wilson, and everyone else. This, this article that Wes wrote, what's the title of it exactly? The Demise of the Running QB? Question mark. This is so good that Dan Hansis, for only the second time <laughs> in three years, read Ow. a Chris Wesseling article. Or <laughs> logged onto our website it. for that matter. <laughs> and I, if you enjoy that headline, came from Mark Sessler. Ooh, I like oh, it. Oh, yeah. This is why future uh, managing editor Mark Sessler. All this. Desk man. Desk this, jockey I, I Mark Sessler. No all desire that, to be a middle all manager. All this kissing up is really paying off. <laughs> you see Greg, the, I couldn't possibly surpass Greg's work. It would be faulty <laughs> of me to take that position. You see the cohesiveness of the group you have put together? Help one hand watches the other. I'm, I'm a regular Reggie McKenzie. Like NFL.com, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff on that website. I had no idea. Maybe so, too anyway. much. Some of it football. All right, gentlemen, that's it for Thursday's edition of the Around the NFL podcast. Thank you so much for listening, of course, and uh, you can find our stuff, you know, at iTunes and at Stitcher. God, when's the iTunes Awards coming back, by the way? Because we got to get that best of 2014 bling. This month, next month, and then the year, start of next year. K. Rich would have been all over this. I have a feeling there's voting at the Stitcher Awards right now, so it, go check and find out for us, and if there is, vote. Yeah, so do all that, and uh, yeah, thank you for listening. We'll be back on Sunday night, of course, with our big wrap-up show, the only NFL podcast that gets up a fresh show on Sunday night. All the other posers, you can't do it. You can't do what we do, and if you try, you'll still go down. By the way, no Stitcher Awards voting just yet. Okay. Oh, heads up. So, I'm, I'm on my stuff, I was in the right? mi- I was in the midst of eviscerating our enemies. Right. Yeah. No, no, no worries. I just had okay. to. I felt like Greg was calling me out there. Yeah, I think he, he was. was busy telling our listeners to be Aaron boys. <laughs> Go Greg? figure that out for us. Yeah. I'm with that plan, yeah. They help us out. They helped us get the Stitcher. Yes. It was nice of them. All right, so that's it. This is Dan Hansa signing off for Mark Sessler, the sizzler, they call him, the mailman, the boss, and TD behind the glass. They took his team. Viciously below average. They stole his innocence. Childlike, but not to suggest innocence or purity. They made a football life about his misery. Control, alt, delete. And opened a factory of sadness that never closed. Now, the climate is ripe for revenge. This winter, there's a hurricane coming for anyone who looks in his direction on a Sunday. It'll be an apocalyptic sunset. <laughs> Mark Sessler is Quiet Storm. This show cannot end fast enough, and I have a sharply worded letter to hand to you, my friend. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. For a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. 
To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 